Welcome everybody, SF Live, episode 61. Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm joined in a couple minutes here, or a couple seconds actually, by Fernando Ganosa, CEO of Atico Mining. He's joined by Igor Totina. He's a VP Corp Dev um, for, for Atico Mining as well. Um, but before we get to your questions, before we get uh, talking about what's been happening at Atico since the last interview with us on April 22nd, Quick reminder, use hashtag AskATY here on Twitter for your questions during our live stream with and chat with management. Also, make sure to follow us on YouTube. We'll be uploading this video afterwards. Subscribe to our channel. That way you get alerts whenever we upload the latest video in case you miss our live sessions. Also, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, Instagram as well. We really appreciate that. And uh, any feedback is always welcome. Now, let me switch over to the gentleman here. Fernando, Igor, thanks for joining us today. How is everybody doing today? Hi, Kai. Thank you for having us. From my side, I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Igor, Igor you're in Vancouver. Fernando, you're you're in Panama. Um, you haven't been traveling much, or none of us have. So um, why don't we start with a quick update? Like we, We've chatted April 22nd a little more extensively about El Roble and the operations in Panama, but we got some ex exciting news, or you guys got some exciting news last week that we should definitely cover. But uh, let, let, let's catch up on the... Let's fill our listeners in sort of what happened the last couple of weeks or last two months, actually, or last two and a half months. So before we go into detail. Sure. So, sounds great, Kai. Let's start with El Roble in Colombia. Uh, El Roble has been uh, operating steady state throughout the uh, COVID-19 crisis. Of course, we have been uh, operating under a very strict protocol uh, that's been regulated by local authorities. We're operating with less personnel, postponing some of the uh, initiatives we had, but production has been as planned. So um, I, I believe from that perspective, Aroble is doing very well. Um, exploration got uh, delayed a little bit at the beginning. Now we have uh, three rigs at on-site working as we speak. So that's from that perspective, we're also good. Now, La Plata, we are drilling. We have two rigs on site. We're in infilling the uh, known mineralization, and we're also uh, trying to extend it along strike and a depth. And uh, with that, we can we can jump into to more uh, information on what the results that we've just put out recently put out mean for us as we have started drilling the region. Let's go through it chronologically because um, we, we chatted April 22nd. You put out some uh, financials on May 20th. Let's talk about those first. But let's start with the, the bad news, I call them, before we get to the good news. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. I don't think I, I don't think it's bad news, but I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll address it for sure. So, a couple of things happened during Q1, and we sh and we showed uh, a net loss. And the, the, the three things that happened were one, uh, the shipment uh, got delayed to uh, Q2, so we only had a very uh, small shipment, um, seven thousand tons, when we're usually shipping over ten thousand per quarter. Uh, that, that was one, so a smaller shipment. The second one is that copper prices plunged during the uh, first quarter of the year, as we all know, and that also hit us. Now, with those two, even with those two, we, sh we would have shown a profit in the first quarter. But the third, the third uh, thing that happened is what actually put us in a, in a net loss, and it's that we still had open sh shipments from uh, 2019. That, that weren't closed. So they were registered at uh, the current price when we shipped, 
but uh, we had to make a mark-to-market adjustment given the uh, price in Q1. And that was over a 2 million adjustment, a negative adjustment that we had to make. And that's what actually put it at a negative loss. Without that adjustment, we, we would have shown a profit. Now, in my mind, in my way to explain it, is that adjustment is really an adjustment that corresponds to 2019 profits. It's close to $7 million in 2019. If we make the adjustment, we will be close to five. So five less five million uh, of profits in 2019, and then we will have shown a profit in Q1. But because the way you have to account for it, actually we couldn't affect 20 affected Q1, and that means we had to show a loss there. Yeah. Now, one one thing we briefly talked about off off uh, record here as well when we got while we were setting up here is um, we, we chatted briefly about like because because it's not a new new thing for you guys that your deliveries get pushed into other quarters it happens it's just a timing thing right um, that you don't advise or guide the market sort of in that effect and uh, you you promised betterment can you briefly like mention that maybe that's one for Igor uh, as it comes down to press releases yeah so in the past kai thank you for that question um you know we we've always uh, juggled uh, including some of that information or not and the reason why we elected not to is because those numbers typically change when you account for the final settlements so we elected to wait until the financial results and uh, uh those numbers were closed if you will until we have the final numbers and then we would disclose but perhaps, uh, given uh, that we are seeing uh, feedback from the market uh, saying, well, no, you know, it's okay, just share us, share with us, even if it's the preliminary numbers, it's fine. Uh, just give us a little bit of foresight from that perspective. No no problem. We're going to look into exactly that so that we can have a little, little bit more uh, information out there and people are not surprised uh, one way or the other uh, once the the final settlements are done. Yeah, because because you're selling to traffic. Oh, so, sorry, go ahead, Fernando. I was just going to add to what Igor was saying uh, that as, as, as we uh, register um, revenue when we ship and that is settled or closed some months after we ship, you know, looking on a quarter to quarter basis can can be tricky. So I, I advise investors to understand the, uh, the, the position of the company in terms of revenue and profits to also look our cash cost, right? Because uh, our cash cost will also indicate how we did the quarter relative to the price we were selling it. For instance, in Q1, our cash cost was close to $1.20 per pound of copper, and our all-in sustaining cash cost was close to $1.84. We show an accounting loss. Just looking at the cash cost will give you a sense that we are still you know, generating free cash, even we had to take an accounting hit, an adjustment of two million. No, that, that's a very good point. And uh, like, just to come back to what Igor said, like you're selling to Trafigura, so people understand that's, uh, that there's th uh, certain payment terms that, uh, that take a while and might not be, you know, accounted for in the certain quarter. So um, since we're talking about financials, you're due any day now for uh, Q2 financials. Or uh, production numbers, sorry, production numbers. Is there anything we can talk about first about the production results from Q2? Is like any impacts from uh, from COVID or anything? I don't think so, Kai. As I mentioned, we have been able to maintain production. I think Q2 results are going to be aligned with uh, the guideline we gave for the year. So, so far, we've been able to, um, to have a, a good first half of the year in terms of production. 
Fantastic. No, that, that, that's all we can ask for. And, uh, you know, Igor, you, you'll fill us in uh, on terms of news flow late, later on, but I'm sure you're going to talk about production results and maybe some guidance on deliver, uh, deliveries off concentrate as well. Well, gentlemen, let's get to the good news. Uh, we've covered we've covered the bad, the seemingly bad news because you showed a net loss, but let's talk about the very, very good drill results uh, from La Plata and Ecuador. Sure, I'll start by saying that we have a 10,000 meter program at La Plata for, for uh, this year. Most of that is going to be infill and step out drilling, looking for, to continue to test continuity of mineralization along strike and the depth. There are a couple of new zones also that we want to test that we think are highly prospective and are relatively close to the known current mineralization. Um, so we've been drilled so far close to uh, 50 percent of the of the drill campaign. Uh, we only have uh, uh, a set of holes that have returned from the lab. We're waiting for the for the second one, and uh, the third one is on its way to the lab. So with from from here, I'll say we'll have a, a, a steady rate of news flow in terms of uh, drill results from La Plata. Uh, so far, we are very excited with the first batch that we put out, mainly because those holes were directed to uh, contact zone limits of the uh, of the mineralized lenses, and the results that have come back are very encouraging, in both in terms of hydration and potentially adding ton tons to the to the lenses. And also in terms of the of the grade, so we were showing grades that correspond to stock work, alteration zones, limits, and even though it's very high grade, uh, so I I believe that uh, these results so far are very encouraging. And as we migrate resources from inferred to measuring and indicated, there's potential to not only perhaps maintain tons but also increase tons. Fantastic. I love how you're non-promotional. You, you you guys put some really, really good roles out, in my opinion. And I'm not a geo or anything, right? So take everything with a bit of grain of salt. But when I hear oh. intercepts of 70.8 grams of gold and uh, uh, what is it? 1.1 kilos of silver and 8.9% of zinc over close to a meter. And if you extrapolate that even further, it's like there's still good results. So Igor, it's like you wanted to mention something. You you wanted to jump in there. Yeah, no, I know. I just wanted to add uh, uh, to that, that uh, you know, the, the, the fact that this is in the uh, in the contact zones, which are typically, and we see this in El Roble, for example, uh, are are known to be lower grade areas, you know, uh, and this, these are the grades that were returned. We're very excited to see the uh, the higher grade zones, if you will, uh, that, that we're looking uh, looking for. On top of that, you know, we're very excited to see the extent uh, of where this mineralization is going to go. Nando mentioned some of the holes that we have in this program are going to be testing in the vicinity. And as you know, the, the value of this ton of ore is very high. This mineralization is very high. And, uh, you know, any, anything we can, uh, we can discover additionally to what we already have is, is a tremendous addition to the bottom line. And, you know, as everybody uh, might be aware, we're working towards a feasibility study here as well. So we're, we're going to be uh, uh, trying to summarize the economics and the potential of this deposit uh, in, in the short term. So, you know, anything we can add to that 
uh, we think is going to be tremendous value. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think it, it, it really is going to speak to the evaluation of the company where it is today versus where it can be um, if the results are what we're expecting. Yeah. No, fantastic. Like uh, 10,000 meter trail program, you released the first six holes just now. Uh, it was last week. Um, what's in the lab right now how many holds are completed so we're gonna have uh, potentially another press release coming out soon uh, with the next tranche uh, we're, we're still reconciling some numbers with the labs uh, in terms of how, how many holds we're gonna put out so depending on how fast the labs get back to us we'll decide uh, what the next batch of results is gonna be but we'll have at least another two press releases if not more in, in the coming weeks and uh, on top of the other uh, regular press releases that we're anticipating in terms of production results, financial results. And of course, if we're very fortunate, we are drilling at El Roble. So, uh, you know, hitting out there or, or an extent at, at uh, the current uh, mining area would be phenomenal. So. Fantastic. You, Fernando, you wanted to mention something as well. I saw you, your mouth open and then Igor jumped in. So um, you, want, you got something to add there? No, I, I was just going to say that uh, even though the initial program is for 10,000 meters, we anticipate and expect that that will be added to us as we move along, right? Uh, we anticipate that the uh, infill, initial infill program is going to open up other areas to us, other, other interesting areas that they will justify continued drilling. That's our expectation and that's what we're seeing in these first holes. So again, we're very encouraged about it, and uh, um, perhaps we believe that we'll have a continuous flow of drill holes for uh, for this year, which I think I think is going to be very good in terms of the market and what we have at La Plata. Why we thought La Plata was a good addition for Broadway, why we thought it was a great asset to have in terms of grade and potential. Fantastic. Like, um, is, when's, when do you expect a completion of the drill program? When are you going to make a decision? When, when are you going to start uh, looking into maybe adding more, uh, more, more meters to it? What's the timeline on that for a decision? So we should, we should complete the 10,000 meters uh, somewhere between uh, the end of the, the third quarter and beginning of the fourth. And, uh, of course, depending on the results, then we'll decide how many more meters. But I anticipate that most likely, we're going to drill continuously till year end. Yeah. Fantastic. Let, let's talk about it. Like you met Igor, you hinted at it, like upcoming news flow, marketing efforts as well. Um, obviously, you've hit a very nice gold and silver intercept here with some zinc as well. Um, what are the plans moving forward? Are you, how, how are you going to ride the, the wave of these results? Well, I mean, the, the, the goal is going to be to ensure that we inform everybody that we can uh, what we're seeing here. I think that, that uh, the deposit deserves that. Our investors and, and potential future investors deserve that. So the, the plan is to get uh, very aggressive uh, and to, uh, to capitalize as much as we can on the results. Uh, and also, you know, given the fact we are limited to traveling, uh, limited with traveling, we are going to be focused mostly virtually. Uh, we're going to be attending uh, a couple of virtual conferences. We're going to be at the Beaver Creek Conference, of course. Uh, we have a presentation at the Paradigm Copper Conference tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be. Uh, we're also looking at the London One to One or the Global One to One that they're calling, and uh, others that we're considering at this moment. On the back of that, uh, we're going to be doing uh, much more of these interviews uh, that uh, that we're doing right now. 
but also, uh, uh, you know, we're going to do some non-deal roadshows as well, virtual ones, to to uh, uh, get the story out to the institutional clients as well, uh, where where we think, you know, uh, the growth potential of this company is headed. So um, it's going to be a, 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 a couple days that we're going to uh, try to... Fantastic. And uh, Laurentian Back has a target price of 65 cents on you guys. And uh, what kind of copper price did they use? Like, like, we're still lots of upside. They're still close to 50% upside left in, the, in their target price. But uh, I think if remembering reading uh, their, their research, it's, they used a lot lower copper price for that uh, evaluation. Can can give us an idea there? Yeah, as, as far as as far as I know, uh, they're they're working on updating their their metal prices. Uh, I don't. Uh, I mean, it was very difficult for anyone to foresee this run up in copper. You know, most of the consensus, uh, even the S and P consensus, was I think two fifty or two sixty into Q three and four of this year. I don't think anybody anticipated copper going to three dollars. And so uh, a lot of the a lot of the analysts in the base metal space are updating their books now. Uh, I don't know what they're going to uh, ultimately decide on in terms of uh, what uh, what future prices are going to use, but uh, we think it should be favorable uh, to to us, given that yes, they have uh, uh, based their target price on uh, a lower copper and gold price. Now, on top of that. Uh, the the La Plata value uh, that was assigned, from what I can uh, extrapolate from the, from looking at the uh, target price breakdown, was was uh, on the lower end, and there is upside there as well. So the the analyst uh, has taken a conservative approach and uh, has uh, asked uh, you know uh, for us to beat his expectations, and, and we're, uh, we're we're taking that challenge full on. No, fantastic! Like the, the results uh, brought brought some excitement back to the story. You guys moved nicely from thirty cents to now forty four, forty five cents today. Um, there there are more eyeballs on the story. And Fernando, sorry, <laughs> I, I keep yes, talking. Just to just to add once again to what, what Igor is saying, uh, the uh, uh, MPV value on the plateau under the uh, preliminary economic analysis. Of course, depending depending on on, on what uh, discount rate you use, was about uh, 50 million US back then when it came out. If you, we uh, if we uh, use the current prices uh, for for that same analysis, you'll be closer to 80 or 90 million. And uh, so, right now, the uh, company valuation in the market. It's reflecting mainly the value of the future cash flows for a roble mine. It's really not giving much value to uh, La Plata. And uh, I believe as we move La Plata forward, um, de-risk it and get it closer to a construction decision, the market is going gonna, is gonna to pick up on, on that gap. And I think there's a huge opportunity there. Um, also, if the results that we are going to start putting out also contribute to making it uh, for a stronger resource with a lot more certainty. Uh, I think that's also going to contribute to adding more value even to uh, the uh, La Plata uh, MPV. And I want to mention also, Kai, to your audience that we have paired up with uh, G-Mining. G-Mining, a reputable company that worked on the feasibility study of the uh, Lundin Ruta del Norte, and also worked in the construction. 
we have paired up with them for the uh, feasibility study at La Plata. So I believe their experience, their reputation, and their local knowledge after delivering the uh, Fruta del Norte, coupled with our experience as operators, given that we developed and, and uh, operate La Plata at a very similar rate, it's going to be very powerful in terms of delivering a very nice project with a lot of potential. So I think that's worthwhile also mentioning. No, fantastic. And then when do you expect a feasibility study or the updated feasibility study coming out for La Plata? So we, we, had, we had an initial date that was uh, in uh, late 2021, early 2022. Now that we are analyzing how the current situation is going to delay that schedule. We don't have a day right now, but we should have one soon. Okay. No, that's understandable. Perfect. Gentlemen, we talked about most things. I think we covered all the catalysts coming up. So, um, Igor, if you just want to put a bow around it for us and uh, just, just summarize like what, what the next three months bring for you guys, then uh, I think we're, we're golden. No, absolutely. Thank you, Kai, and thank you for all the, the great questions. Uh, the bottom line is this is a, a self-financed exploration uh, story that has a tremendous upside at both assets. Uh, we're clearly showing that upside with the recent press, uh, with the recent uh, results at La Plata, and we hope that that's going to continue in the coming uh, news flow that we're uh, uh, anticipating. And uh, you know, it, it, we think there's a, a, a still a disconnect between our evaluation and what uh, what we actually have here. Uh, especially looking at some of the other evaluations of, of companies that uh, are uh, nowhere near as advanced as we are. I mean, we, we are producing, we are generating cash. So I think uh, uh, overall, uh, this is a story that's that's due for a re-rating. And we're, we're hoping that uh, uh, the progress that we're planning to make this year will get us to that goal. Fantastic. No, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Um, really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for the update. Uh, I think it was due after all the news you put out and the great drill results. So uh, looking forward to some more of those. Okay. And uh, in, in the meantime, everybody, thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching here on Twitter. Uh, we will be uploading this interview to YouTube in due course. So follow us there as well. Make sure you turn on the notification, that little bell button. That way you get alerted whenever we go live. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll talk very soon again. Take care. Thanks very much thanks for guys. having us. Appreciate it.